Happy Monday, friends. Welcome to episode eight. Episode eight of Bet to Win. I cannot believe we are here. I'm Claudia Valfato alongside my co-host, Joe Fan. Joe, along with it being episode eight, we're also about to recap week four. It ends tonight, which is also insane. Um, but aside from football, we got baseball going too. I mean, this is like the most exciting time that we've had so far here in Vegas. You had an unbelievable weekend. I want to take a couple minutes, just pump you up. You had a, you you were winning parlays on Saturday, college football. Your Red Sox made the playoffs. An epic comeback on Sunday against the Nationals, where it looked like were they actually about to ch- choke it away against the the Nationals. Uh, I had a bad weekend. It, it it was like for all the reasons why your weekend was wonderful. Is 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 why my weekend was suboptimal from a from a sports standpoint. Everything else was wonderful. The friend in town, we had a good time. Yeah, you did. Uh, but the Mariners, brutal. Finally controlled their own destiny. Yep. Last series of the season, lose two or three to the Angels, and uh, and the Jets beating the Titans outright is pretty much a good summary of how <laughs> things went for me yeah. in terms of whatever I well, wanted to happen in sports. The opposite happened. Yeah. Well, we both had and them. It'd be like that. We both had the Titans in our parlay, so that was the one that did not work for me. But like you mentioned, I had a good weekend in college football. Had a big parlay hit. Um, and then NFL was interesting. It was an emotional roller coaster for me yesterday, especially with the Sunday night game. As you guys know, I'm a Patriots fan. So it's a big uh, sports day in Boston. Big, yeah. big and sports day. Yeah. Tom coming back. Was that weird to watch that game? Like with it Tom was, there? Or was it like, this is sweet? You hear about Bill Belichick going into the Bucks locker room and talking with Tom I, for that's two That's really minutes. interesting. Does that warm your heart a little bit? It does warm my heart. It kind what if of, they just cuss at each it, other? It, it, it made me sad when they met after the game and, the, and Bill literally was like, boom, and like ran away. Like the hug was like a two second hug and then he ran away. So then when I saw the the tweet about them meeting the locker room, I'm like, okay, good. Because that made me really sad. You don't, what do you think they talked about? I wonder. You know what I mean? Like, do you think like- He's like, just Bill, like, why did you make that call? You think they, yeah, why'd you get the field <laughs> Why didn't you go for it? Uh, do you think they just like talked about how terrible Robert Kraft is? Uh, maybe, they, ha- they have to relate on something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was a good weekend overall for me. You had a fun weekend, maybe better weekend, go, but ebbs and flows. Weekend. We got ebbs and flows, right? Uh, we did this. We started this last week on Monday, so every Monday we're going to have a WinBet Senior Trader on. Today we are happy to be joined by Matoy Pearson, Senior Trader. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Good morning. Grant, Good Grant last morning. week set the bar really high. Like yes. everyone was hitting me. I was like, it's pretty cool having the trader in. Like, oh, we're going to have it all the time. And now, now you're you're up next. I can't be like You're Grant Tucker, so I would just keep my expectations as <laughs> no, low as possible. No, no pressure, no pressure. But what do you mean? I mean, you're the pro here. You grew up in Vegas, so you've been seeing everything going on in the sports betting world. Tell us how you got into it specifically. What, what made you decide I want to get in on this? Oh man, I <laughs> really was a my dad. Um, you know, my dad's not originally from Vegas, but my family's from California. My dad grew up loving sports and. Um, you know, that was kind of like how I grew my fondness of sports. And it, obviously I grew up playing and not betting it, but, yeah. you know, I think it's probably, you know, a, a little bit younger, uh, you know, to not, uh, be betting. And my dad bet, you know, essentially, uh, you know, not quite a bit, but it was something fun for him to do. And I think it was like a Monday night game where he was explaining to me like the point spread of a game. And I, I was more intrigued on like how they made the number. I'm mm-hmm. like, how do they know? I think it was like a Packers Raiders game. And yeah. I'm like, how do they know they're going to win by 14 or, you know, he's like, well, there's professionals that do it, you know, and fl- fast forward, I'm somewhat of 
yeah. a professional. You are. Oh. You That's are. That. <laughs> you I mean, like, are. you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that is your <laughs> like, job title. Like, it could title. be like a fake it till you <laughs> sure, make it yeah. type deal, which right. is what I'm right. doing here, but, right. like, yeah, I, you still are a professional. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I, I can look at myself in the mirror every day and, you know, respect myself. I yeah, guess. no. That's <laughs> good. That's really important. <laughs> I, I, it's a very we, key part of life. We do love that. Honestly, I love those stories. It really does warm my heart. My little sister, she's 21, and she texted me this weekend. She's in finance, and she texted me, and she's like, I think I want to get into betting. And it was really a moment for me where I'm like, oh my God. And I texted in my family group chat. My mom's I have like, a degenerate sibling. No, literally, my, my mom texted in the family group chat. She's like, all right, girls, please be careful. You do understand it can get addicting. I'm like, mom, I'm up so much money this weekend. Yeah. We're good. Can it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So that was great. And I love those stories. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about, before we get into NFL, I want to talk about college football a little bit because you are our resident college football trader. Oh, don't make me blush. <laughs> so yeah. tell me tell me a little bit how different is it when you're setting lines for college football versus NFL? Oh, man. Uh, you know, there's obviously 130 teams in, in college football right now as far as the FBS is concerned. So you know, it's a little bit different of a dynamic to uh, have a power rankings for, you know, mm. not 32 teams, but 130. So yeah. just to kind of carry that on its back, um, it's not a one-man operation. Uh, our, our buddy Matt Lindemann is like the true uh, college football <laughs> resident. You know, I'm just kind of, um, you know, tailing off, you know, all the stuff that he's got going on. So, um, you know, we just take it week by week. Obviously, there, there's a preseason power ranking that most um, uh, odds makers have going into the year. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of just adjust on what you see. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you try to get ahead of line moves and, you know, early in the week is when you take a lot of the action. So if you can get a lot, if you can get ahead on what the market presents itself with, or, you know, even if you're going to be opening, um, that's something that can, um, you know, carry you to, uh, you know, making, you know, a decent profit on a lot of the games that you like. So, you know. Can I tell you my issue with college football? Sure. Like, I enjoy college football. I enjoy sitting terrible. down, watching a game. I love the pageantry of college football. I'm a big Washington fan. I love going to games. The tailgating is awesome. But, like, it's sort of silly. Like, it's a silly sport in that, like, Alabama beat Ole Miss, the 12th-ranked team in the country, 42-21. It was 42-7 at one point. Even worse, the other marquee game of the weekend, Georgia beat Arkansas, the 8th-ranked team in the country. Couldn't score a single point, 37 nothing. A combined 79 to 21 blowouts for the eighth and twelfth ranked teams in the country. Like come like you know what I mean? Like that's that's like, what makes it fun. How Joe? is that fun? Like I'm a Washington <laughs> fan and like I'm not even worried about them choking away a game against Oregon State because like the best case scenario for Washington isn't even the best case scenario in the sport. So like I guess you just like have these I mean, not like a Rose Bowl is on a moral victory. But when ultimately the goal is to win a national championship, and each year there's like maybe three teams that have a legit shot. Because like how many times do we even get to the four-team playoff and those those games are routes? Mm. And now we got an expanded playoff, which like it's more fun and probably some of those early games are going to be really good games. But when it comes down to it, it's like we just added games to get to the same result. Well, yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, my, is my, that fair? Well, my thought is, like, there isn't enough parity in college football, which is mm. fair. I mean, in a lot of sports, a lot of teams are I wouldn't you say there's not enough. There's no parity. You're not <laughs> watching enough of the Bowling Green Kent States to understand the love of college football. You know, they, they you're put right. on You're Alabama. not in it you know, enough. You're correct. correct. <laughs> Once you get into that MAC, Conference USA type of deal, then, like, you'll see, like, 
what the love and the fun is about when mm. you know it gets, especially when it gets into like November, December type that type of deal. I, I, I get you know, Maction's fun. Pac-12 After Dark's always fun. You know what's gonna happen, but like, it's, it's just when when so much of it, ninety percent of college football is so inconsequential to what the outcome of the season is going to be. And, and let, again, if you're a total like nut about it and love bowl season, and you'll watch the celebration bowl to the national championship sure. and like, all right, I get it. But for me, it's like, why do I want to watch all these consolation prize games? Well, you, because when you put a lot of money on it and you can win a 30 to one parlay, it just feels <laughs> awesome. Fair. Fair point. Betting Incre- makes everything better, we, Joe. We, uh, <laughs> like essentially last week, we just put up Alabama, Georgia versus field. Like, mm. yeah, know, we still have, you know, the options of Iowa at 80 to one or whatever the case is. But yeah. if you just wanted to bet Alabama, that, Georgia, you could bet them now. How much you know? juice is on that? Well, we have, I think we have a minus 260 now and then uh, the field's plus 240. So, I mean, it's a pretty minus decent split for something like that. Yeah. You gotta eat all that juice. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Which again says Man, that's, why the that's how much fail. confidence the book has in Alabama or Georgia winning it. So why exactly, yeah. the other games, you know? Georgia yeah. looks good, man. All right, let's move on. All right, <laughs> Joe's like enough I appreciate you letting me go football. on that soapbox <laughs> because, like, yeah. if you spent all week excited You're for Georgia Arkansas and thirty-seven to nothing, I think the dream is like finally seeing them go down like that's what we're you know like mm. prize fighters like Mayweather guys like that who want to see those guys lose yeah. they're never going to lose you know what I mean and at some point it's going to get to a from a power ranking standpoint we'll try to figure out where the number is where they can bet it but when they win by 40 every time you know we'll mm. we'll go to the soapbox again you know okay at some point so you know. cool. <laughs> what was the what was the line for Georgia Arkansas uh, 18. I, I think it closed 16 because JT mm. Daniels out, but like anybody in the world could have played quarterback for Georgia in that game and won by 30. Yeah, yeah, my, best team my in the buddy, country in the same conference. Yeah, yeah. My buddy works in recruiting for Georgia, and they're like, there's no stopping them. Yeah. He says the locker room is just ridiculous <laughs> pre and post game. So maybe I'll get into it, Joe. Maybe, maybe I'll help you with it's a little not parlay. That I'm not into it. I just, when people ask, like, what do you prefer, college or pro? It's just I get easily that. pro I get that. for me. Yeah. Because Which, like Matoy said, I think the majority of people would say that too. Yeah, I mean, is that I mean, true? Yeah, I mean, there's just, you got to have a lot of like some type of like love, like a legitimate love for you know watch because like college football, you got to watch games from 9 a.m. Pacific Literally time to you know 7:30, 10 p.m. So yeah. I mean, like Hawaii if you kicks are off at eight. Maniac, you're gonna be all over the place for it. Yeah, I mean that's like the classic uh, get back game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I watched a little bit of Fresno State Hawaii, man. I was. I fell asleep in like the third quarter. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned, you know, Saturdays for college football. I literally spent all day watching college football Saturday. And then Sunday, I moved from the bed to the couch to watch NFL. Uh, so let's get into some of those games. I wanted to start with the games that were not so good for the public, but that were a win for the book. Let's start with the game. <laughs> the game, the Jets and Titans. Uh, so the Jets opened as seven and a half point dogs. It was around six and a half before kickoff. This game ruined many a parlays, of including and probably, mine. And and probably Joe's. survivor pools as well. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Yeah, a lot of survivor pools. Uh, you know, a win for the Jets, of course, in overtime, 24-27. All of that work to get into overtime. I was sweating this out, thinking the tit- thinking that the Titans were going to win it. Uh, Jets defense really pushed them through this game. They looked good. Four sacks, forcing the Titans to go 0 of 3 in the red zone in the first half. Didn't hear too many boos for Zach Wilson, which we were hearing a lot of in the first two weeks. Um, When it comes to this game, is this more of a win for the Jets or is it more of a loss for the Titans? Where does it 
where do you look at it in terms of respect for the Jets moving forward? Well, it's definitely a win for the Jets. <laughs> you know, let's not, you know, stray away from them, you know, being winless up until now and then beating a team like the Titans who were, mm. you know, pretty high, highly heralded uh, in, you know, the AFC uh, South uh, favorite, um, you know, with the Colts being injured there with wins uh, prior to the season. But, you know, the Titans were coming off that big loss to the Cardinals in week one, um, you know, just kind of getting hammered there at home. And they kind of found their footing, beating the Seahawks on the road in Seattle. Uh, and then having a big uh, division win against um, uh, Indianapolis the week before. So, you know, it's just kind of the common fallacy of, like, you know, we, were already, gonna, we already knew going into it that we were going to be, uh, you know, taking bets against uh, the Jets, you know, from Sunday all the way to, mm -hmm. to Sunday when we opened it to close. Um, but, you know, we were pretty aware of, like, uh, you know, where, where we had to be on Jets and how we felt about the game going forward. When you have key injuries like the Titans had going into this game, how does that affect when the lines that you're setting? Well, I mean, if obviously if there's info that we don't know, don't know about, betters that do know about will let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, you know, immediate. And, you know, if we have to move accordingly, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like later in the week, um, you know, regardless of like what you see on the, you know, the news or what they're saying about a team, like, you know, we respect the market, especially in the NFL, mm -hmm. um, you know, later in the week. So it, 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 they'll let us know earlier, but, you know, later we're, we're fine with the position we're at. If you would have told me that the Titans would score 24 points, I mean, obviously you don't feel great about that bet when it becomes official that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones both mm -hmm. aren't playing. So like I went in, even though I just needed them to win in this teaser, that, that it might be a sweat. But if you told me they scored 24 points, I'd tell you they won. I mean, the Jets had scored, I think, what, six points the previous two weeks combined. Yeah, they just got yeah. shut out against mm -hmm. the Broncos the week previously. Zach Wilson has looked terrible, leading the league in turnovers. He's been sacked a bunch, holding on to the ball too long. And this was sort of his coming out party. Um, when, the, when the Titans scored the beginning of the fourth quarter to make it 17-10, they got the two-point conversion, I said, that's it. We're good. We can, we can exhale and... No biggie. Yep. I was there with you. <laughs> and the Jets then go four plays, 77 yards, and score in a minute, 44 seconds. And you're thinking, you've got yeah. Football to be greatest. kidding me. Yeah. Titans go three and out, and the Jets score on the very first play, a Corey Davis 53-yard touchdown. Revenge game for him. He goes for four catches for a buck 11 and a touchdown against the team that drafted him in the first round several years ago. Uh, my, my last take on this, other than I'm a huge fan of Robert Sala from my time mm. with the Niners. I'm really happy for him. It was a cool video of him saying he's waited his whole life to yeah. give out a game ball. And then obviously getting uh, one himself mm -hmm. was really cool. Uh, emotional. Um, yeah. But like my other, I'm going to get back on a soapbox here real quick. NFL overtime rules are so dumb. Like the scoring and how it ends isn't an issue. But like, why would you make it 10 minutes? Like, right. who, who wanted that? Like, there's not a player who was ever like, you know what, I'd rather have more chance to have a tie and walk home that way. Like, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. The, the rules are, are, are so that, like, you're not going to play four quarters of football waiting for this thing to be decided. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to get to a point where it's next score wins. And that's just, yeah. going, you know, so I don't understand. It should just be an, like the an unlimited time. There the, should just be no time limit. Correct. Like and have those same rules yeah, and yeah. no time limit. The yeah. Titans shouldn't have their first possession in overtime and be like racing against the clock. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Sure. Yeah. 
I guess it makes it somewhat, you know, fun for the viewer. But in reality, there should just be no time ever in the in overtime. Yeah. You guys don't like losing by a missed field goal. It's so fun. That's though. fine. That, <laughs> but you can still have that and not have right, like the, the team where yeah. it's like, oh, you get a possession. You just only get it with two minutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that. Has, that to me doesn't make any sense. We just didn't like that game in general. No. So that's no, great. You guys won, yeah, but but we no, lost no, pretty we bad. Didn't. So that's on you, Joy. <laughs> Uh, another one for you guys was the Bears-Lions. Uh, Bears went at home against the Lions. They were three and a half points, opened as three and a half point favorites. We're around three before kickoff. Uh, Chicago bounced back from a really bad loss last week to the Browns. Fields looked a lot better in his start this time around. Led the team to a 14-0 lead in the first half. For this game, we talked about kind of where we saw the tickets and where we saw the money pregame. 73% of spread bets, 66% of the handle on Detroit. How much of the action that you saw in on this game do you think came from an overreaction to the Bears' performance last week? I would say most of it. Um, you know, they've been competitive in, in, in all the games and then obviously the Ravens game where they almost won on that ridiculous uh, yeah. Tucker field goal from like 80 yards or whatever mm -hmm. the case was. But um, yeah, 85, you know, I think. Yeah, some, yeah. somewhere around there, um, length of the field. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we figured – you know, the Lions were kind of, especially as a dog, and the Bears were juggling quarterbacks with mm -hmm. uh, Andy Dalton being hurt, you know. And we always would say, you know, because I guess they have Foles as well, but, you know, if you, if you have more than one quarterback, then you have no quarterback considering. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I, we, thought if, we thought of it back there. As soon as we seen all the money on the Lions, it's like we're probably in a good position needing uh, the opposite side of the Lions if, you know, we're going to win to mm -hmm. them. So it wasn't like, a, you know, a big deal as far as from a booking standpoint. Um, you know, we were just kind of, you know, waiting on the result, I guess, because we didn't really move the line as much. Were most of the tickets Lions money line or Lions to cover? It was both. A Lions money line was, uh, we took plenty of Lions money line on the way before kick, but it was, you know, seemed like uh, both sides were, were more of a public side for sure. This is a, a game where it's a classic, like, if you bet on bad teams, <laughs> you're going to have to live with the consequences. Correct, like, yeah. you can find edges and... and yeah. Um, and make money on it, but there's going to be moments where you are screaming at the TV. Like, the Lions, they lost by 10, but they had every opportunity, especially in the first half, to have a lead in this game. Three trips to the red zone, no points. Mm -hmm. They had a snap that goes, that goes early when Jared Goff's making a check. It bounces off his chest straight into a, a Bears defensive lineman. They go for it on, like, fourth and goal from the five, which was a bizarre decision, instead of just getting the points. Um, Goff had an interception. Like, it, it was ugly from the Lions' standpoint. Like, if you bet the Lions, you're probably thinking, like, I don't feel like I was on the wrong side of this game. Like, right. there's games you bet where you're just like, I, I was on the wrong yeah. side. Like, if you were on the Broncos yesterday, you were just like, that was just a bad pick. Yeah. Because the Ravens controlled that game from start to finish. And this one, you're like, can we figure it out here? Because, like, y'all are in this. And, you know, it wasn't like, you know, David Montgomery had a monster game uh, with 106 yards and two touchdowns. But it wasn't like Justin Fields was, was chucking it all over him. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's just that's why you try to avoid betting on bad teams. But certainly, Lions betters had to, to deal with those consequences. Jeez, yeah, I mean, like once once again, like if you need Lions as a sports book, or if you need the opposite <laughs> of Lions, like you're in a good position. I, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, that's just how we felt going forward on it anyway. That's a good I mean, I looked at the slate and I just literally said, "Yep, not touching that game," and I moved on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another team I didn't want to touch just because they've been so inconsistent is the Saints. So we had the Giants Saints. Giants were eight and a half point dogs to open around seven before kickoff. 
Uh, overtime win for the Giants. <laughs> who would have thought the what Jets and the job. Giants? Uh, Saints were the ones who ended up needing the seven points here, right? Danny Dimes stepped up. He was finding open receivers, making accurate throws, making the right decisions, which we weren't really expecting. When the public has an 0-4 team like the Giants, people like to talk about different trends that go on. Oh, well, in the past we've seen 0-4 teams do this. Before you get into what you want to talk about with this game, I'm curious when it comes to trends, do you guys ever consider trends with teams like this, or is that, some, is that a myth? <laughs> well, uh, it, it comes up in the room. Like, they're talked about. They're yeah. Like, a lot of, like, there is no stone unturned with as far as, uh, you know, how we're going to, um, you know, move a line or, or think about a game or what we want, considering. Um, but, you know, this is essentially just like how we thought the Jets was going to be. Yeah. You know, Jets winless against the team, especially with the Saints coming off that big win against the Patriots the week prior. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, <laughs> once again, you know, it's something that we let, um, you know, we dictated early in the week, kind of figure out what we want to do with it. Um, but, you know, trends and stuff like that, we're okay with. But, you know, we're, we're looking for, a, you know, respected money, I guess, at the end of the day to see, you know, how we want to see fit on a game like that. Trends are not predictive. I always tell people <laughs> they're fun, but they're not predictive. Usually, it's like people who play roulette and there's like, there's six reds in a row. It has to be black next. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, more, it's not like a joking term, but like we'll throw fun at something like, yeah. well, we got to book towards this. They haven't done this in like, you know, 30 years or whatever. Right. But, you know, right. you know. it It's amazing that Daniel Jones, like, the roller coaster ride of, of mm. him and his play in New York is just, I mean, he, you're out on him thinking he's the worst quarterback ever in New York. And then he has a game like this against a good defense that, that dominated Mac Jones a week ago. Mm -hmm. And he goes for 402 yards and two touchdowns. And you talk about, you know, clutch performances. The Saints had the ball up 11 with less than nine minutes to go in this game. And the Giants get a stop, one play, touchdown, 54 yarder to Saquon Barkley, who had a monster game in this one. Two, they run the two-minute drill to perfection, get a game-tying field goal, 48-yarder uh, for Graham Gano going into overtime, and then they never concede the ball once, uh, driving down the field and scoring on a, a wonderful, uh, it doesn't have the details here, uh, just touchdown drive at the end where, I mean, Daniel Jones, big-time throws on, on third downs. We saw Kenny Galladay finally show up without Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard in the lineup, and obviously Saquon Barkley. Is he back? Maybe he is, but nine, nine plays, 80 yards, uh, for a touchdown in overtime against, again, a really good defense. When I was uh, talking with Sammy P, who we were talking about uh, yeah. earlier, I was on a show of his, and, you know, I was, like, hyping up the Giants on a team to bet on because we were, you know, mm. at, uh, uh, inside the trading room. We were high on the Giants going in, and, um, you know, they kind of got blown out by the Broncos in week one, but they've been pretty competitive. Just, like, shoot your boy a text when you feel that I mean, way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we'll be on Slack. We'll get, we'll, okay. we'll get some things going on Slack going well, forward here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, like – after I gave it out, they lost to the Falcons, who were essentially the worst team yeah. in, in the league, yeah. and then win this game. So I was pretty happy to see the Giants do well there. Yeah. I, I want to ask you about that because I think the biggest, the biggest question at this point is what are teams, right? Like I just mentioned the Saints have been so inconsistent. I don't know what to expect from them, so I'm kind of staying away from them. You said you had faith in the Giants. How do you kind of determine if what we're seeing from teams at this point is really what we can expect to see from them? The rest of the season i think it's just different between like how everyone perceives the week by week um and like you know stats can be deceiving and scores can be deceiving mm. so i mean you know we try to keep faith in um you know a lot of the preseason um teams that we liked and didn't like and you know we try not to make you know because you know four games is a pretty decent sample size and you know yeah. as far as a quarter of the season going by um but you know we'll try to relinquish faith if you know it 
you know, go sour in like eight weeks. But right now we just mm -hmm. try to, you know, keep it, you know, even keel on a lot of the teams that we like going forward. Yeah, that's how I feel about my Patriots. Of course. I don't really know what to expect from them, especially after last night because it was an emotional roller coaster. Sure. Of course we have yeah. to talk this game. Uh, so the Pats end up losing, but they do end up covering. Talk to me about this game. What was the reaction on the book side of things? Everyone expected this to be a blowout. We were even surprised saying, I'm surprised the line's only seven and a half going into it. I, I mean, what were you guys saying in the training room watching this game? I think we opened five and a half and then it immediately got bet up to seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, that only took, <laughs> you know, three, four, five hours. <laughs> You know, from Sunday to Monday, we were already at seven. Um, I think Alan and, and Matt, Alan Bergen and Matt Lindemann, our guys up top, they, yeah. they already knew it was going to be like essentially our biggest decision either that week, which it was mm -hmm. last week, and going forward. So, you know, we wanted to stay high on Bucks because we knew it was going to be more or less the public side, which it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could have went to 10 on that game and they would have still been oh, yeah. Patriots no matter yeah. what. So, um, you know, it's just uh, kind of keeping an eye on like early in the week, which we knew it was like our biggest uh, uh, game as far as handle was concerned. Um, you know, and then I think the Chiefs and Eagles was kind of a, it, it like Chiefs and Eagles kind of got ahead of that before the, uh, before kick of the Patriots game. So, um, you know, we just wanted to stay ahead of it. We, I was not surprised as much, but seeing the handle after all the games ended going into the five o'clock mm -hmm. game, I was just, uh, you know, <laughs> seeing all the Bucks bets, it was pretty insane. Yeah. And so that's just a perfect outcome for the book, right? Because there's no Patriots money line bets that cash. Yeah. It's strictly mm. picking them to cover. Well, it was funny. Like we were, we actually had a, a decent liability on Bucks money line. People were laying three dollars, three twenty, three thirty. Mm. So I mean, you know, people got a pretty good price out of Patriots because we were kind of giving it away as far as the risk that we had. Um, but if he makes that kick, it's probably a, you know more of a monster deal. Even with Bucks money line, all that stuff, teasers, we crush. If he doesn't doink that and it goes in. I mean, it's it's even, then it's even better. Kill. Yeah, it would have crushed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely crushed. Yeah. Uh, I, again, you look at. I think Tom was a little bit nervous last night. I think oh, he was pressing 100%. a bit. I mean, he missed a yeah. lot of throws. We want to talk about kind of how you feel as a better. I don't think people wake up this morning saying I shouldn't have bet Bucks minus seven. It's like no, I should have been up fourteen at halftime. Yeah. Mike Evans drops, missed field goals. A lot of penalties um, as well. A ton of penalties. penalties. But, I mean, I had Brady over passing yards, which, and I looked at his numbers, like it, it probably should have hit. I had him over two and a half touchdowns, which I wasn't really sure, but I was not yeah. expecting that out. And the rain yeah. impacts things, certainly. Yeah. But yeah. What we were joking is, like, it's, I, I compared it to a Ravens game that they played, Patriots played, I think it was last year, maybe a couple years ago, mm -hmm. um, when the Ravens went to, went to Foxborough, played a Sunday night football game. Super big favorite against Belichick, which is, you know, unheard of. Right. Um, and, like, it was just funny that the rain was just pouring down in a game like that. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, like, I got vibes. I'm like. Yeah, the I drama. You're like, here we go. Like, the vibes. Someone, just, like, someone killed the rain. Like, yeah. what's going on here? So, yeah. as soon as I seen the rain, I just started laughing. I'm like, this is, like, the same position. As if that you're Raven a Bucks fan, game. I think you're a little bit nervous. Like, you just got thumped by the Rams on the road and a very, very narrow That's victory awesome. uh, against the Patriots. They just lost Carlton Davis. Antoine Winfield Jr. got hurt. Their secondary is decimated where they're relying on Richard Sherman off the street who played or had practiced three days mm -hmm. leading up to the game. It, you maybe expect him to kind of get back in, into shape a bit, you know, without having any sort of offseason program, preseason, whatever. But, like, he ain't Hall of Fame Richard Sherman. And he got abused last night. I think every time he was nine targets, nine receptions. I mean, he was giving up you know, penalty. Um, he was getting attacked regularly by Mac Jones, which 
that's got to be a weird feeling for him. We've got a rookie quarterback <laughs> yeah. picking on him as he's a, the future Hall of Famer. But um, the Bucks are not a perfect team, and, and the pass rush hasn't been there. Um, they sincerely miss Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, so it is, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that team kind of continues down this road um, because they aren't a flawless team, as you kind of expect them maybe to be going into the season with all 22 of their starters back. My thought is like, almost like a LeBron James effect. Like if Tom Brady is alive, then the Bucks always have a chance. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of where I cut it off. Yeah. And that's not even from a bookmaker standpoint. That's just from like a human being level of watching sports yep. for as long as however that's been. No, I think you're totally right. I agree. Quickly, before we move on to where the public one, I just want to say I did go on shows, and I think I mentioned it on our show as well. There was so much hype around this game, obviously, around the world with people rely- putting so much money on the Bucks, But – they did give up the most passing yards in the NFL, and everyone kept saying, well, it's because of the competition they faced. Yeah, but it's not like they were fifth or sixth. Like, they gave up the most passing yards, and the exactly. Patriots were playing well against the pass. So I kept mentioning that on the shows. I said it when I did my hit for NBC Sports Boston, and I'm like, we have to take that in- into consideration. Also, the emotional side of things. Tom might just say, oh, it's just another game, but he was nervous. <laughs> Come yeah. on, you know? So that gave I think, a lot to him. Yeah, all, all of that plays in, uh, into factor. And, but. and real quick, I mean, g- give Mac Jones his flowers. 275 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. I thought Josh McDaniels called him a masterful game. That touchdown drive, seven plays, 77 yards uh, in the four, beginning of the fourth, ends in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Only lasted three minutes and 32 seconds. They basically gave up on the run altogether. They went no huddle. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Dink and dunk, beautifully designed screens, flawless execution from Mac Jones. He looked like he was totally in command. Um, I was very impressive, especially on the heels of a three-interception performance where you get smoked by the Saints. You come back. I mean, that's a huge game for a rookie to play in with all of the sentiment and emotion of Tom Mm -hmm. coming back. And uh, and you arguably played better than him, at least in spurts. Uh, Very impressive from the young rookie. He, he looks comfortable. I tweeted, I'm, I'm very happy with Mac Jones as my quarterback, and I stand by that. I want to get to a lot of games, but <laughs> because we're running out of time here, for, for where the public won, we had the Cowboys-Carolina game, Cardinals-Rams, Chiefs-Eagles. What would you say was kind of the biggest liability game? Oh, um, I think Chiefs got, kind of got away from us uh, mm-hmm. early in the week. We didn't have much of an opinion booking it, um, you know, the, the line didn't really, I mean, it was around seven essentially the whole time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as like getting up until Saturday when we were taking a look later on Saturday to see where our positions were, you know, we were like, well, we're definitely going to need Eagles at some point. And then day of Chiefs and over is like the classic public parlay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're getting a team like that. Eagles coming off that Monday night loss, giving up 100,000 points to the Cowboys, um, you know. And people are going to back the Chiefs no matter what. I know they haven't covered in, you know, since – However wild. many years, but, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. a, in a position like this, you know, it just seemed like there couldn't have been a perfect time for guys, like, for betters that were getting off of Chiefs, like, mm. people that were thinking, they were like, well, this is probably a better spot to get on them right now. So we, we kind of got some info from some buddies that we respected that they liked Chiefs. You know, it was almost too late to get off it, maybe, like, 10, 20 <laughs> minutes before the game. So, well, like, how would well, you get I, off it? What does that mean? Like, okay, so, like, uh, would, yeah. you know, like, as far as where the market was at the time, like, you know, if it, you know, the market's seven, seven and a half. We can explode the line. Yeah, well, we don't have to get too crazy. Seven being a key number. We can go, mm-hmm. like, to the highest, you know, we can go to, like, seven and a half and, you know, juice the, the favorite and, you know, let everyone take Eagles plus uh, seven and a half plus e- or even money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So okay. most people that are, you know, either watching a screen or, uh, you know, 
having some type of value in, in sports betting or something like that, they can, you know, we can give that away and try to, you know, marginalize what we got as far as uh, how much we gave away to the Chiefs. That game was insane where the Chiefs score 42 points. Their offense is humming all game long. And not a single player had more than 23 receiving yards on the entire roster mm. because Tyree Kill went <laughs> bananas. Ballistic. Like, yeah. Like, my Everyone body just traded like, for him take the day off. Yeah, Pat yeah. and Tyree Huge. got this day. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Elair had a great game on the ground, but 11 for a buck 86 and three touchdowns. If you had him on your fantasy team, uh, you enjoyed enjoyed that <laughs> as I raised my hand. Uh, and I, I, I have one league, and I'm, I'm not going to be the, my fantasy team guy, but like yeah. I have Pat and Tyree Kill on the same team. and Correlated. What a yeah. stack. Correlated banger. Yeah. What a stack as I watched that game, as I was watching the, the Titans lose to the Jets, that was my saving grace. But yeah. <laughs> those, those are all interesting games. I, I think just my quick thoughts on the three of them. Uh, we got to start talking about the Cowboys, one of the best teams in football. Thank you. are on you. it, 100%. They, I take, tweeted out, I said, that, I don't care what take, you guys say. Over nine and a half wins. Everyone was crapping on me on Twitter. Aging very well. <laughs> Micah Parsons looks like the real deal. Randy Gregory had a pair of sacks. The offense is is continuing to put up big numbers without CeeDee Lamb having to put up big mm -hmm. numbers. I mean, the Dalton Schultz show is unbelievable right now. And then you look at Arizona, I would say Cowboys probably the second most impressive team in week one. Number one was, was Arizona. Really, their, their second statement win in week one, it was on the road against Titans. They beat the brakes off the Rams. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a really impressive game without recording a single sack. Uh, but the Rams were just 2 of 4 in the red zone, uh, 0 for 1 on fourth down. Uh, and meanwhile, Kyler Murray is spreading the ball around everywhere. A.J. Green has more receiving yards right now than DeAndre Hopkins. That You can tell. Like, that, that's just a perfect way to illustrate how good this offense is running right now in Arizona. Yeah, Kling's, uh, Kling, Kingsbury. Uh, <laughs> I like to just Al combine <laughs> Yeah. The Al McVade, McVeigh. Yeah, the offense yeah. was humming, man. And that was like another game that, you know, Cardinals opened six, closed like four, and we kind of let the money line get away from us too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, besides the spread that was like black, black for us, I mean, we weren't going to lose that. You know, everyone was going to bet Cardinals money line no matter what the price was. Like, mm -hmm. I know this, obviously, because like, I know everything about betting, but black, black, what do you mean? Maybe for people who don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's essentially when we're in the black, it's like good. It's essentially green. Like, we profit. Oh, so black. Yeah. Which, whichever Red, way it would go. Yeah, we were fine, yeah. And that was like, um, you know, not depending on wherever they got the number, whether they bet Cardinals plus six or anybody that laid Rams minus four. It's kind of how it ended up as far as, you know, what we've seen in liability. But, you know, we've seen red on Cardinals money line, and that's what really uh, – <laughs> Kind of, we were like, well, okay, we're gonna have to dodge that, and you know, the Cardinals were like, no, we're just gonna win by. We 20. gotta get, we gotta get into the trading room, Claudia. It's like I want to see, know, like, I do you guys just have like the board and it has everything's color coded of like where the liability is, where what? You it's know. it's funny how the system work uh, works because we work through like, a whiteboard, is it chocolate? I was gonna say maybe they use a computer because yeah, it's twenty twenty one. They've got, they've got, yeah, they've got an overhead is, machine. Is apparent now, yeah. So I mean. It's something, you know, we use like a bunch of uh, uh, doc, Google Docs and Excels and stuff like that. So Makes sense. You know, yeah. As soon as like the game goes off, we're like scrambling to see what our liability is. And then, you know, we kind of go from there. Oh, that's whiteboard. What? What? <laughs> also, you think maybe they change things like I mean, not in the, the office. On screen, but they might yeah. be at the, they might, you know, be in the lab on the yeah. whiteboard. I'm messing you know? with well, you. On I'm whiteboard, it's like mostly just like a bunch Such of jokes that we write every other day. So, I mean, the, the whiteboard is, you know.
more of a joke thing. I don't than, know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a good joke whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, no, we love that. Whiteboard joke. Uh, so wait, thank you so much. This was awesome. I, no, Great I appreciate insight. it. Yeah, it was yeah. a ton of fun, you. man. You were tremendous. I love having you guys in here. It just adds to a cool layer of recap in the week. So yeah. sure. Uh, we'll even though I'm, I'm upset about the, the Jets and Titans and you guys winning big on that one, the public will get it back. I will I will get it back. Yep. Ebbs and flows, You know what baby. I hate? Like, also, like, I, not something I thought about. Like, my name is... Joe Fan, which like constantly made fun of people Is don't think it? it's a real name. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like also just like we were talking beforehand, like, oh, classic pros versus Joe situation. And like yeah. <laughs> also my name, and like I also lost on that game. So it's like it just I don't know, it stings it's a little fitting. bit. It's fitting. Yeah. Joe, we love that. Yeah. Someday uh, I'll be a pro <laughs> and a Joe, but we're not there yet. Well, not to like dig the knife in too deep because we just talked Titans. Yeah, please folk, do. But we're going to have to talk baseball now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matoy, I appreciate you, man. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks, Matoy. Yeah, let's talk baseball. MLB wildcard. Mariners out of here. Blue Jays out of here. Red I, feel, Sox. I feel worse for the Blue Jays than I do the Mariners. Ring me, baby. 90 plus wins. <laughs> Their run differential was like second in baseball. Yeah. And they're not in the playoffs. It's crazy. First time, what, in baseball history that mm. one division had all four teams win 90 games? Yeah. Insane. No, it's been crazy. It's been very exciting. I I mean, this is this feels like another Bucks patriots game for me with the Red Sox-Yankees tomorrow. Um, Yankees are favorited right now, minus 115, so not too heavy. This is a winner go home, so all stakes are on this game. Uh, the winner will meet the AL East champion Tampa Bay in the AL Divisional Series. That begins on Thursday. We got Cole against Evaldi on the mound. On paper right now, Cole might look like he has a slight edge, but overall in the season, they're not too different. But I looked more closely over the last three starts. Cole has a 7.64 ERA in the past three starts, a 4.91 against the Red Sox this season. Evaldi's done really well. He's kind of become our ace at this point. 3.04 ERA since he allowed seven runs against the Yankees the last time they played. My issue here with Boston is they have limited guys rested in the bullpen right now, so they've been using their bullpen arms pretty heavy against Washington. Uh, they have the second best OPS behind Toronto in the AL. New York has a lot of home runs, but they've been relying a lot on their home run, so they haven't really been getting on base. They've racked up the third most strikeouts in the AL since the start of September. So I'm probably again not going to really touch this game, but I think those are important. You're not, are you not? Are you not emotional edges? You know what? Are I you might. I don't know if I'm going to share. No, but I, I really do. I think that um, you know, you look at these teams and, and you're going to say, don't touch well, your subject. the Yankees are." Don't touch are your subject. More. I asked you a question. Are you going to emotionally hedge? <laughs> no, and take the I, honestly. I, no, here I would take the emotion out of it, and I'd probably bet the Red Sox. I, I think that we have a little bit of an edge. They're going to have to keep Evaldi out there for a while, though, so that's kind of where I'm like, eh. But that's why I'm not touching it. I'm just going to enjoy it and watch. I'm going to wait till they win and, and just wait. Betting and baseball for feels like a fool's errand regularly anyways. It, this is interesting because the Red Sox went into that last series. In, it, was, it was in New York or was it in Boston? I can't remember. But they had, they had all the momentum, and the Yankees swept them. Yes, in and Fenway. In Fenway. In yeah. Boston. Um, and so I, don't, I'll, I will take New York. I do think they're the better team and the more complete team. Um, and I'll just tr trust that Garrett Cole will come through with the season on the line, even though the recent trends haven't been great. Um, I, I genuinely am rooting for the Red Sox. I hope they win for you. I don't have. Oh, there's no shade of Freud situation here where I want you to be miserable just because I'm miserable. You can be happy even though I'm miserable, you know. Yeah. So I'm a good friend like that. Okay. So uh, good luck that. to your Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> the Yankees do have a more rested bullpen. So, 
we'll see what happens, but I, I'd rather the better OPS over the big swingers, big bats. Uh, Cardinals-Dodgers is on Wednesday. The Cardinals plus 182 dogs here. Dodgers minus 205, the over-under set at 7.5. Man, there's some value in just sprinkling that Cardinals money just, line. Uh, yeah. Cardinals are hot. It's anything hard not can, Anything to. can happen in one baseball game. They won 19 game. of their last 22 yeah. games. I mean, what? Any lineup that has Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, you got a shot. Adam Wainwright's mm -hmm. had a terrific season. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, former Mariners prospect who went to St. Louis uh, in the Marco Gonzalez trade. Um, kind of a classic win-win trade where Marco's been great for the Mariners for, for quite some time now. But Tyler O'Neill's really coming to his own. I think 35 bombs this year. He's been a total stud. So it, it's, again, talk about the insanity of baseball is the Dodgers <laughs> won 106 games this year. Yeah. They've, they're the second best team in baseball and their season could be over oh. um, in just one game. It is amazing. You look at the WinBet app, um, the Dodgers are the World Series favorite despite playing in this game. So yeah. there's just such immense respect mm -hmm. uh, for that team, and for good reason. I mean, their whole lineup is loaded. Their pitching staff loaded. I mean, yeah. that whole team is its an all-star team. Yeah. But it would be fun if the Cardinals could beat them. It would be fun. And the winner of that game will go on to face the Giants on Friday which are my pick for the World Series. You just talked about our odds on win bet. We have the Giants at plus 600. Which, to beat who? What's that? To beat who? The Giants? Mm -hmm. I haven't thought that far yet. You haven't thought that far? <laughs> no, I'm just taking, right. the, I'm taking the Giants because I like the value. Because they've been neck and neck with when it comes to wins, pitching stats, offense, with the Dodgers all season. You just mentioned the Dodgers could lose and their season could be over. So I think to get the Giants at plus 600 – they're not forced to play an elimination game. So if the Dodgers are out, you're going to see this value just kind of tank. So to get it at plus 600, I think is great right now. I like it. Uh, I thought about taking the Giants, but they were your pick, so I didn't want to copy you. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path um, and take the Chicago White Sox, who are plus I, 800, to beat the Brewers, who I are plus 700. I took them like a month ago, actually. And I, I think that. there's immense value with both teams. Both teams have... Uh, I mean, especially when you talk about the Brewers, their starting rotation um, with Woodruff and uh, Corbin Burns, maybe the best one-two combo in, in baseball. They have a tremendous bullpen as well. Uh, Christian Yelich is back in that lineup. But I love the White Sox. I don't know if they have enough starting pitching. They've got some. You need Lucas Giolito and Carlos mm -hmm. Rodon to, to continue to pitch well, as they did in the regular season, especially in terms of Rodon. But their lineup is murderer's row. And they're back at full strength, uh, where you've got Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yoan Moncada, and Luis Robert are back. Eloy Jimenez. That is a beastly mm. lineup that I don't think, I mean, if you're looking at an ace, you're going to face several of them in the postseason. They can score runs against anybody. And also the back end of their bullpen with Michael Kopech, Liam Hendricks, and Craig Kimbrell. If you can find a way to shorten the game, you get your, you get your starter through six. Mm -hmm. They go seven, eight, nine. You feel really good about it. So, um, and I, it's, it's a fun team. So, I would like to see some Tim Anderson uh, uh, bat flips in the postseason. He's the king of the bat flips right now. Um, so, I'll take the White Sox. Uh, I like that. I actually took them after the Field of Dreams game. I made a little video and said that. So, so I kind of have two picks going here, but. Either way, so now, yeah, more so baseball, more fun. No, you can do that. You're no, like, I'm not. You're I'm, like the person in March Madness. No, I'm like telling you where I see. I'm telling you where I see value. I'm saying I really see value in the Giants, but I also saw value in the White Sox. <laughs> Anyways, 
Back to football real quick before we go. In one of my brackets, I picked the national champion. That's you. I can't wait for our show in March, and you're going to be like, in one of my brackets, <laughs> I picked that upset. Ever. Like, oh, what about the other four? Joe, you're going to L.A. today. I am Monday going to Night LA Football. Today. So exciting. Road trip. Win bet road trip. Me and uh, our, our PR director, Seth Medvin. They're best friends. Hitting the road. Yeah, a little bromance. <laughs> so cute. Just a, little, just a little blue wire win bet bromance. <laughs> Final game of the week for us late. Raiders. Chargers. I can't wait to Char- see Star I'm so Stadium. jealous. I know. I got to get over this. I'll send a pick. Oh, thanks. That's sweet. Uh, look for my guy, that's Herbert, me. because that's Just my winning sweetest. pick. I'm going 37 and a half past. You've been hot. Pass. Let's acknowledge that you. Thank you. Your, your six point three team teaser, what? It was Chiefs, Bengals, and who was the last leg? Packers. And Packers. Yep. And. You, you had a sweat on Thursday night, but you had a sweat-free Sunday, which yes. is beautiful. Yes. So, yep. Uh, Let, let's we're going to bring up, this is the end of September. I think I won, but like you came back very impressively, both three and four. That's nice comeback for you. You're, yeah. you're, you're literally, you're on a winning streak. Yeah, I'm, I'm up at a crap ton of units if we, include, a crap ton, if, huh? if, if we include my college football parlay. I love it. That's good stuff. And, yeah, but this is all wiped, but this wiped was just, clean now. But this was just best bet. So I, I am. Go check go check my record on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so we're wiping this clean. And October starts, good. October starts anew. Starts anew. Can we like both, both get hot? That'd be fun. Let's you do know? it. Let's get on together. Let's, let's start it right now. I, I'm starting it with Justin Herbert. You want to go for it? You go, yeah. I'm going, yeah. Justin Herbert over 37 and a half passing attempts. I love this one, Joe. At minus 115, he's gone over this number in every game so far this season. 38, 41, 47. The Raiders have given up the six most pass attempts in the NFL so far this season. Both teams have been heavily relying on the passing game both ranking in the top three for passing yards. So it's going to be a high-passing, high-scoring game. We have the total set at 52. At minus 115, I feel like this is a steal. I like that. What's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, coincidence. My number oh. is also 37.5. Oh. But it's for Austin Eckler over receiving yards. Now, I swung and missed badly on this last week. I took very, a very similar prop with Tony Pollard to be over 20 yards receiving didn't get a single target, yeah. which like... Well, that was a good play. Cla- like, that's another... Like, classic know. Joe Fan. Like, this guy's, like, gone over 20. He's got, like, at least four or five targets in each of his first two games. Doesn't get a single one yep. uh, last Monday. Yep. So, we're going to run it back. Austin Eckler has eclipsed this number each of his last two weeks. Um, in week two, Najee Harris put up a line of five, 40, for 43, five catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown uh, against these Raiders. Like you mentioned, I also believe this is going to be a pass-heavy game. Mm-hmm. Raiders' defensive line is very impressive. Um, and so, I think the edge is going to be um, through the air against a secondary that I still don't think is that good. So with the pass rush, that's impressive. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Carl Nassib, uh, Max Crosby. Um, I think that the check down is going to be a quarterback to best friend. Austin Eckler over 37 and a half, hoping, praying to get October off to a good start. And you get to watch it live in person. Yeah. So even if it doesn't hit, yeah. but you can watch mine hit and celebrate for me. Woo, go Claudia. Uh, okay, that was fun, Joe. That was fun. <laughs> what a show. What a I show. I love having the traders on. That's super I do too. cool. I love that too. It's just, you know, like, yeah, I, I loved this so much. And I was like, gosh, I thought it was going to go the other way. And now it's yeah, exactly no, why it's you're awesome. you and I'm me, you know? <laughs> and then Thursday, we're going to have an exciting new guest. We love having the guests come on each week. So make sure you tune in. We're going to talk, listen, hopefully, talk a little watch. boxing. Yeah, a little boxing. Fury Wilder, round three. And we're in Vegas. That's I don't know cool. anything about fighting. So well, I'm we're really excited learn, to yeah. talk to somebody who does. <laughs>
<laughs> That's what we're all about here. How's Education. That? How's that for a tease? Episode eight. See you guys Thursday. But that'll be episode nine. <laughs> this was episode eight. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>